You're listening to OFM, The Sound of Your Life, and it's no secret that the Northwest University, NWU, is one of South Africa's top institutions for higher education. Because of NWU's excellence in teaching and learning, more than 14,848 of its graduates are making a difference throughout the world. And today, I am talking about quiet quitting with Krishna van der She is a registered clinical psychologist. Um, she has her private practice in Parijs, and she also spends her time as a temporary lecturer in the psychology department at NWU at the Val campus. Krishna, it's great to have you on the show today. We're talking about quiet quitting and quiet quitting has been gaining attention since COVID-19, the pandemic. What is quiet quitting and how does it affect employees in the workplace? Hi, Panani. Thanks for having me. So the word quiet quitting actually gained momentum in March of 2022. And it's a bit of a misnomer because it doesn't mean that you are quietly packing up your desk and disappearing never to return the next <laughs> morning to work and completely ghosting your employer. Yes. So the, yeah, no, it's not that. So the whole thing about quiet quitting is that employees are moving towards this trend of only doing what they are contracted to do. So that mm. is what, which is in their job description, that is what they will do and they will work the hours that they agreed upon with their employer. So nothing above and beyond what is expected of them. And what causes quiet quitting in employees? Is it just, you know, the post-pandemic burnout that we're all feeling or are there more factors that managers should take into account? So there's definitely a variety of factors, but burnout, whether it's due to the pandemic or then just the workplace culture and environment, definitely plays a role in in quiet quitting. So we saw that during the pandemic, a lot of organizations had to let go of some of their staff and many people also resigned, which led to those that stayed behind almost, if we can say that, getting more work to do because there was this shortage of staff. And then also because everyone was fearful of maybe losing their job, they Mm. would then do more than what was expected just to make sure that they are safe as well. But then we must look at workplace culture and the management of employees as well, as this also gives rise to quiet quitting. So things like not being recognized for your good work, and yeah. we all know what that feels like, being given more work, more to do. You know that old thing, um, everyone sometimes says that I'm doing the job of two people and I'm only one person. And then expectations that are placed on employees definitely gives rise and makes quiet quitting a, a bigger thing. But then the one that makes me very excited as a clinical psychologist, and maybe I'm going to be chastised for this. So being mindful of work-life balance, and there's this mind shift that is changing under employees that work is not life. So in her book, Brene Brown says, um, The Gift of Imperfection, she actually says that to live wholeheartedly and engaged, we have to let go of this idea that exhaustion is a status symbol yes. and productivity is our self-worth. And I think a lot of people are then moving towards that because the pandemic taught us that, that relationships are important and mm. especially our mental health and our physical health and people are prioritizing that. So the term quiet quitting has been used positively on social media, but it seems to have a negative connotation. What are the benefits of quiet quitting, if there are any, for a company? And how does it influence employees' mental health? So I think if you ask a company or an organization this question, they're definitely going to tell you that there are no benefits. If we look at the research, more than 50% of the workforce in the United States admits to quietly quitting. And any business owner, any leader, any manager will tell you that the moment this starts happening, there's a disengagement of their staff. So yeah. three out of four people in the U.S. workforce admits to being completely disengaged from their work. And this thing leads to decrease in productivity, decreases in performance. But on the flip side of that, I think organizations and companies can now take this 
restraint and use it towards their advantage to actually assist the employees in improving their drive, improving their motivation, getting more energy and making use of good mental health to actually improve their performance in work. So I definitely think that might have some benefits if the companies and organizations approach it in a different way. But how? So what can organizations do to support and motivate their staff? There's a variety of ways, and I think knowing the significance of quiet quitting and where it's actually coming from is a good place to start. And you know that old cliche, you can only change that which you acknowledge. Yes. I think that is a good place to start. And the research shows us, and I think it's sometimes difficult to really understand, and I think there needs to be a balance, but the research shows us that the management of employees plays a role in the prevention of quiet quitting. With that taken in mind, I think organizations can maybe try to put more systems in place to support and improve their employees' mental health and their well-being. So think about employee wellness programs and employee assistance programs where they can maybe reach out the moment that they're struggling or finding symptoms of burnout to manage that a little bit better. Also, don't overwhelm and overload employees with any tasks. I think that is a wonderful way for managers to manage quiet quitting. What if it's already in progress? What can managers do to reverse the process, if I can say that? To reach down, if we can maybe say to the ground level, because I think sometimes there's this disconnect between the ground level and then the manager that is maybe on top. Mm. So to reach down, to find out and have open and frank discussions with your employees. What is it that they are struggling with? What is it that they are actually having a difficulty with? Sure. Thank you so much, Krishna. I really enjoyed speaking to you. That was very insightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Pilani. I had a good time. That's Krishna van Avalt. She is a registered clinical psychologist and she has a private practice in Paris. And she also uh, does temporary lecturing in the psychology department at NWU at the Val campus. And we spoke about quiet quitting. If you want to listen to that again, you can listen on ofm.co.za. Back to the music.